Hey everybody, Reaction Brats, what the heck's going on? My name's Dave. I'm Robin. This is episode 16 and it's a beautiful sunny Sunday November afternoon in Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah. And we're all stuck up inside in our dark little recording hole. I like it up here. It is nice. We have the window open, it's beautiful. I've got the heat turned off to cut down on noise and we're just sitting here looking at each other and uh, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about some stuff, some funny, happy, fun time stuff and we're not going to think about the technical difficulty. No. No. No, no, we're not going to think Mm-mm, about that. No more. How are you doing? I'm good. I mean, it's my the worst day of the year. It's the end of daylight saving time. That's true. I don't like this day. Why do we do this? Oh, I have been asking myself this since I realized that there was a daylight saving time, you know? Yeah. It's the worst. When did it start? I don't know. I've heard it was originally to conserve candles, and I've heard I've that heard it was like for farmers. <laughs> I heard it was I don't for know. farmers. I heard it was for the First World War. I don't know why we do it. We don't need to do it. No, I don't. I don't understand it. If you know why we do this, uh, let us know at Reaction Brats Pod is our Instagram handle. Maybe uh, throw us a message and tell these two idiots exactly why <laughs> we do and don't do daylight savings. Well, so many countries are starting to not do it anymore, well, right? Like, why can't Canada be one of those countries? Well, yeah. parts Let's of not do it. Parts of the states don't do it. There's states that don't adhere to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why we still do it. They seem to make it smaller. They've made it smaller in the last ten years. Like it starts later and it ends earlier. But uh, yeah, we're still stuck under the tyranny of daylight savings so can we fix that yeah figure that out have that extra hour of daylight after work and school Mm -hmm. we would appreciate it it's 4 p.m now it's gonna get dark out now at like what six probably Probably, yeah Yeah, six o'clock um well that's too bad but it is what it is other than that how's the weekend been for you great we had your mom's 70th birthday yesterday we had a little get together from my mom Mm -hmm. in dunville yesterday and thank you very much to everybody who came out for that it was uh it's my mom's 70th birthday this week and we planned a little get together for her at uh deb's restaurant in dunville and I want to say Deb, fantastic. Yeah, that was awesome. Really pulled it off. It was beautiful. Great food, great location. Great staff. Everyone was great. And uh, my mom had a really good time. And uh, thanks to everybody for coming out and wishing my mom well. She is a saint. She is. I love her. So do I. She's the best mom I've ever had. Best mom I've ever had. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bold statement. Bold statement. Uh, yeah. Well, she is a wonderful lady, so big ups to, to mom. And I think that's really all there is to talk about. We've been we've been trying to do this on a regular basis now, so you're kind of all caught up as far as our lives go. Yeah, and I mean, besides daylight saving time, kind of bringing it down today, we do have this extra hour, and I think, I mean, I was up very early, but you had an extra hour of sleep today, and then we had some McDonald's breakfast, which Healthy was a breakfast. lovely way to start the day. Yeah, I think we had the healthiest breakfast you could possibly have From at McDonald's. McDonald's. I yeah. think so, yeah. An egg and McMuffin with no meat with some uh, vegetables added to it. Yeah, yeah. add some tomato <laughs> and lettuce. I think that's um, a game changer. Yeah. That's delicious. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Other than just McDonald's, you know, poisoning the planet and filling our landfills. But, you know, other than that. They also fill our tummies. Yeah, they also fill the landfill that is my tummy. Mm-hmm. What are we doing tonight? We've got other big plans tonight, which is uh, kind of the subject of our episode. Uh, what are we doing? Where are we going? We are going to the Horseshoe mm-hmm. and we are going to go see Not a Surf. I oh, think yeah. this show was originally supposed to be May 2020. Wow. Yeah. 
because we went to see Nada Surf January 2020 in Nashville. Yes, and we have an episode devoted to that. Right. I think it's our third or fourth episode. It's called Nashville, so uh, go check that out. And then we had those tickets already to see them in May of 2020, and then of course COVID hit and everything stopped. And then it was rescheduled for November of 2020. Right. And that was pushed again because of COVID. And now they're finally back. We're going to the show that we were supposed to go to almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited too. This should be good. Not a surf like many other bands that I now listen to. I wasn't a fan of before I started dating Robin. Well, uh, I, I don't think you weren't a fan. You just didn't, you, you didn't not like them. I didn't know anything about them. Right. I remember Popular, which was the hit mm-hmm. in 1996. But I just spent my whole life just thinking that that was a Weezer ripoff. Right. Because it sounds like Undone, the sweater song. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I remember throughout the years hearing about how they had become a cult band and had continued to put out records that people really liked. But I never, it never occurred to me to dig in. Right. But yeah, when we started dating, they were just one of those bands that we listened to a lot uh, because you really are a huge fan. Yeah. And I grew to love them, actually. And and that show in Nashville when we saw them really sealed the deal. Like, I had a really good time that night, and they are fantastic live. Uh, And then there was always just these songs that I sort of gravitated towards that you would play, and a lot of them are on this album we're going to do today. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is? It is You Know Who You Are, their 2016 record. Yeah. Is this one of your favorite, Not A Surf? What's your favorite? I love this one. Yeah. Is this one of your favorites? Yeah. I think it's hard, really hard for me to pick a favorite. I think between 2003 forward, they were making perfect records. And I think each of them for me, I listen to and I'm zoomed back into like a period of my life that I was listening to them relentlessly. I I get obsessive over new Nata Surf records. There's a lot of that for me. I think that's why I can't really necessarily figure out which one is my all-time favorite. Yeah. But this is this one's up there. This one's great. I would say this is my favorite not a surf record so far in my very short journey into not a surf land. Mm-hmm. I really like every song on it. Yeah, it's perfect. It's great. I'm very excited to see them tonight. Me too. Yeah. It's going to be weird to be at the Horseshoe. I saw them at the Horseshoe in 2018. I saw them for the 15-year anniversary tour of Let Go, which was incredible. That show was so good. So they came out and they played Let Go from start to finish. And then they took a small break and then they came out and played like another full set. And Let Go is the 2003 record, mm-hmm. right? Like the, they That's call, like the record. Yeah, they're critically acclaimed. Like, yeah. oh, this band's still around and they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because people would have written them off as a one-hit wonder. And I'm sure there are many people who still have because they aren't aware of them still being around probably, right? Oh, for sure. And I, and I did. I mean, I had High Low and then The Proximity Effect. I had kind of lost interest in them at that point. That's the follow-up to the first one? To High okay. Low, yeah. yeah. And then when Leko came out, I was just like holy shit who is this band this is incredible this is amazing and then I was obsessed when I tell you that I listened to Let Go every day for years I'm not exaggerating I literally listened to Let Go every day for years multiple years and what's the song on Let Go what's the hit quote unquote on Let Go that everyone would know oh Inside of Love Inside of Love is on it Yeah. here's a clip I wanna know
I really like uh, that record too. Again, a lot of my listening experience for Not A Surf is just hitting random on Spotify or Apple Music and just letting it do sort of Not A Surf radio. So mm -hmm. still not quite sure what songs are on what albums. But right. uh, the ones that I first really liked were on this album. It's called You Know Who You Are. And should we get into it now? We're kind of running sure. out of time. We got to go to Toronto. Yeah. Here we go. Robin. Yeah, Davey. Can I read you something? Sure. These are beautiful lyrics that I'd maybe like to read to you right now. Okay. Did you write them? I wish that I did. Okay. If I could save time in a bottle, the first thing that I'd like to do is to save every day till eternity passes away just to spend it with you. That's so nice. I'm not done. Okay. And if I could make days last forever, and if words could make wishes come true, we'd walk through the fields of ripening corn and time would flow through us and you. So. Uh, okay. Okay, moving on. And I'd save every day like a treasure, and then again and again, I'd spend them with you. I've looked around enough to know you're the one I want to go through time with, through time with, through time with. That's from a beautiful song by Jim Crotch called <laughs> Time in a Bottle. Okay. And you know what? We've always got time. If I could bottle uh -huh. this next time, uh -huh. I could sell do you know what time? I'm just thinking that the corn would be itchy if we were running through it. I don't think we're running through it. I thought we were running through corn. Uh, no, we're going to, um, we're, we'd walk through the fields of ripening corn. It's still itchy. No thanks. Well, we don't have, we'd be, we'd have clothes on. Unless you don't want to. I don't, I don't really like corn. You don't like porn? Corn. Corn. Yeah. The band corn. That too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I'd rather eat corn than um, listen to corn. I, I don't Fair like enough. either. Fair enough. Hey, you know what other you know what time I love spending with you? Starts with a W. Waking time. Wikipedia time. When you just want the fan, it's Wikipedia time. So much I need to know. It's Wikipedia time. I'm ready to learn. Yeah. 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 Now to surf is an American alternative rock band that consists of Matthew Cause, Ira Elliott, Doug Gillard, and Daniel Lorca. Okay, so this is old. Someone needs to update the Wikipedia because Doug Gillard is not in the band anymore. Well, I think he's still just like known as a fourth member, whether he tours with them or not. Is he though? I think so. I don't think he is. Okay, well, but I guess we can't really check Wikipedia. I know that, the, what's the guy's new guy's name? Louis Lino? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like the guy. He's there now instead of Dougie? Yeah. All right. Well. I think Doug played on the last record. He He's on it, not the mm -hmm. whole thing. But uh, anyway, sorry for the interruption. Continue. Based in New York City and formed in the 1990s, Nada Surf continues to tour. Their ninth album, Never Not Together, was released on February 7th, 2020. Nada Surf was formed in 1992 by Matthew Cause and Daniel Lorca. They originally went by the name Helicopter, but later changed it to Nada Surf, which Cause said is actually referring to something much more existential. It's just surfing on nothing, being lost in your head or in your imagination but you know, whenever I listen to music, I always find myself off somewhere, somewhere in space, you know, in mental space. And it's a reference to that. Unquote. And the record we're doing today is You Know Who You Are. You Know Who You Are is the eighth studio album by alternative rock band Nada Surf. It was released on the Barsook record label on March 4th, 2016. Two songs were co-written with Dan Wilson of the band 
Semisonic. I found what's probably their bio from when they released this record, and it's much more in depth. The Wikipedia uh, entry for that album is pretty uh, sparse, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll mention some things mentioned in here as we get through the record. What's the first song called? Cold to see clear. Close make the man. The house makes the heart. Don't get me started by how hard. Is to start or stay on track, or don't dream or do whether you want or want not to. that one me too that's probably one of three songs i would say that really caught my attention when we would listen to not a surf and i'm like what is that song what record's that song on Mm -hmm. i love that song me too another song of theirs that i really first got into was um first song on the album before this one which is stars are indifferent to astronomy yes clear eye clouded mind that's the song where they say that lyric right Mm -hmm. i I love that song as well we played another episode but you know what here's clever no one wants to live this fiction with didn't we go That one's great, and so is this one, the first song on this album, Cold to See. (laughs) (laughs) I love this song. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great. What a way to open the record. It's so catchy. I would say that not a sir predominantly, like if you had to explain what kind of band they are, they're a power pop band. Yeah, right. totally. And this song is power pop to the nth degree. And this song is not a surf to the nth degree. Like this is like a, if someone was like, play me a song that sounds like not a surf, I would play this song for sure. I love it. It really gets in your brain. Yep. And I know I say it a lot, but just get you tapping your toe and shaking your little tush. Yeah, I love tush shaking. What's the second song called? Believe Your Mind. Oh boy. Friends say it will let go
breakup song. It's very sad. Yeah. It's beautiful, though. It is. I think a lot of his songs, well, a lot of their songs, but a lot of Matthew Cause's lyrics, they sound autobiographical, you know, and it sounds like how you feel after like having a true broken heart. Yeah, that one's great. I will say, though, odd choice for second song on the record. Yeah. Really. Bringing it down. Really shifts back into first gear there and uh, (laughs) drives us through a sad, dark forest. Yeah. Um, I kind of think, though, that it's a bit of storytelling throughout the record. Oh, and the track listing that, yeah? Yeah, which I kind of like. That's cool. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. I'll have to uh, re-listen and keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. And that song's great. I love it. I love um, it, too. He's great at writing hooks, man. Vocal hooks. He is. And And his voice is just so, I don't know, I love it. It's just sweet. Sweet and pleasant to listen to. Yeah, he seems like a sweet, pleasant man. He does seem like a sweet, pleasant man. Uh, when we met him in Nashville, he was very pleasant and sweet, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Robin got her picture taken with him. I did. And uh, you know what? We'll we'll throw that up. It's on Instagram somewhere. Yeah. But you know what? We'll throw in the stories maybe. I think the lighting's a bit weird. I know that you I took to a do... whole bunch of photos and then you like kept apologizing to me. Well, I couldn't get the... Yeah, it was weird in there. I couldn't get it to, to look right. And then I tried to Photoshop that one a bit to brighten it up and I just... It, it, it looks a little weird. Well, and I... I think we had a lot of drinks. I was very drunk. (laughs) Uh, Tonight, that won't be the case, though. So we'll try to get a picture with him tonight and we'll post a comparison of the two. Yeah, well, I'm sure the lighting in the horseshoe won't be better than the lighting that was at that club. We'll see what we can do. Um, Yeah, great song. Let's move on. Oh, the next song. Oh, my stars. This is quite a tune. Friend Hospital. So much better that we're not together. actually think this might be the first not a surf song that i was like oh that one's who's this again what's that song I yeah think I, I think this is the one i haven't learned how to play it on guitar or i was playing on guitar there for mm-hmm. a while i really 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 love it you do love this song yeah and this is when he's on the other side of a breakup you know like he's at a, a place in a breakup where he can be friends you know with the person that he had broken up with oh that's lyrically the, is that what it's about yeah he's saying I see the um, record. yeah that record over well, I mean, there's your lyric right there. So much better that we're not together because I will not lose you or be the blues to you. Or be the blues to you, too. Yeah. And in the bridge, he says, awkward limo, fantastic cemetery, reading from a list of your greatest hits. You're dropping them all the time. It's like landing on my favorite planet when you're crackling through the line. So glad you called. Sharp advice saves my life. So much better that we're not together because I will not lose you. He's just in a better place where he can now, they can be friends and he's not so broken hearted yeah, over glad, her. I'm glad you mentioned the bridge because I want to play it actually because it's kind of a, it doesn't seem like a bridge. It seems like a whole new part of the song, which I guess a bridge or a middle eight kind of is, but this one feels, it's odd and it's very long for mm-hmm. a bridge. I love it. Anyway, here's a clip. Fantastic cemetery Reading from a list of your greatest hits You're dropping them all the time It's like landing on my favorite planet When you're crackling through the line So glad you called Sharp advice saves my life 
Yeah, I love that part. I love it too. They don't always have a bridge, but when they do, they're really good. I really mm-hmm. like his vocals there too, how he's kind of like pushing it. Yeah, that's, you know? that's my favorite part of the song for sure. Mine too. The next track, I'm the one holding the record, so I get to say what the next track is, and I'm going to do a good job. <clears throat> the next track is called New... You can do it, Davey. <sighs> I believe in you. The next track is called New... <laughs> The next track is called New Bird. You did it. That's a jam, man. The opening reminds me of Super Chunk. Are you a Super Chunk fan? I don't know them enough to be a fan or not a fan. I'm a pretty big Super Chunk fan, and the opening of that song really reminds me of like mid-90s Super Chunk. Yeah? Maybe I'm alone in that opinion. Do you think that sounds like Super Chunk? Let us know at Reaction Brats Pod. However, that song's the shiznit. It is a good one. This one, um, lyrically, would be about religion, right? You get that from it? Give me the record. (laughs) You're going to read it. Yeah, it's about his dad's family. Again, if it's autobiographical or if he's just writing out of his ass, I don't know. But his dad's family kind of turned on him when he decided he wasn't going to be practicing the same religion that they practiced. And then when he met them years later as um, the grandson, they were pretty cold. And Well, yeah, he says it right here. All my family split in two. And my dad, after the war, said he didn't worship with his parents anymore. He kept flying back from school, still trying to be a decent son. But when he knocked on their front door, they wouldn't come. Oh, that's too bad. Actually, this is a good point now to talk about his parents. His parents are like brainiacs. Yeah, they were um, professors. Yeah, I know that his father passed last year. That's unfortunate. But uh, I've got their Wikipedia pages pulled up here. Actually, you know what time? <laughs> it's Wikipedia time. When you just want the fact. Peter Cause was a British American philosopher and administrator and university professor of philosophy and professor of human sciences at the George Washington University. He was born in South Hall, Middlesex, England in 1931. And uh, he did a whole bunch of stuff. He went to Yale. Yeah, very smart man. And his mother Mother, who I believe is still with us. Yeah, she was born in 33, and she is an American author, translator, art historian, and literary critic. She is Distinguished Professor Emirata in Comparative Literature, English, and French at the Graduate School of the City University of New York and on the film faculty. She's an expert on surrealism. and my, Oh, my God, these people. They're very smart. They're talented children, my stars. Mm-hmm. And who, his grandmother was somebody famous, too. Like a painter. Where is it? Yes, his great-grandmother was painter Margaret Walthor Lippett. Crazy town. Mm-hmm. And I guess his parents went to France on sabbatical. And so he spent um, some of his time as a little boy living in France. Yeah, it says right here his parents uh, took sabbaticals in France, mm-hmm. in Paris. When they moved back to New York, he went to a French school, and that's where he met Daniel from Natasurf. So they have been friends since they were little boys. Yeah, when Daniel started growing his dreads. <laughs> right. Way back then, and smoking <laughs> cigarettes, I'm sure. <laughs> He probably started smoking cigarettes and growing his dreads into about grade three. If you are familiar with Not a Surf, and if you're not, uh, Daniel the bassist has dreadlocks probably down to his ankles. Probably, yeah. It's an interesting look. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be there tonight, right? No. On their Instagram page, it said that he hurt his ankle. Well, get well, Daniel. Get well, buddy. Yeah, we'll see you next time around. What were we talking about? I don't know. Oh, yeah. We were talking about New Bird. Oh, yeah. Which is a slamming track. Uh, this next track is the last song on side one, if you have the album on vinyl, and it's called Out of the Dark. Out of the Dark. 
don't have to eat a bunch of pork. <laughs> you don't have to hang out with my buddy. I don't think those are the, the lyrics, are you but sure? I like them. That's what I got from it. Yeah, I love it. That's a great one. It's a, such a good one. Really good. Yeah. I love the horns. The horns are great. I, again, just go right to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I like the lyrics. They're um, like mental health kind of lyrics, which he writes a lot mm-hmm. of lyrics to do with his battle. I'm assuming his battle with mental health and addiction, I think, with alcohol. Um, Where do you think the pork comes into it? Well, I think the pork is just in your verse, maybe. Oh, he doesn't say that, eh? He might be fine with pork. I don't really know his take on meat. Matthew, we're going to ask you tonight. How do you feel about pork? Why did you just write that lyric about not having to eat, having to eat a bunch of pork? <laughs> Pork. Uh-huh. I'm off pork. You are off pork. Yep. You want to tell the people why? Personal reasons. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel bad, basically, yeah. is what it yeah. is. And uh, I don't want to eat torture flesh from the torture factory. So I'm reevaluating what I put in my big fat mouth. Mm. Anyways, that's for another podcast. I'll update you on my progress with that. Yeah. We'll start a vegetarian podcast. Yeah, maybe we will. So that's the end of side one. And we're going to flip her over now. What's your theory about sides of records? The last song on side one is awesome. Mm-hmm. So it makes you want to flip the record? No. Oh. My theory is that the first song on side two is quite often one of the best, if not the best song on the record. And I don't think that um, this record is is any different. Let's get it flipped. What's this song called? Rushing. this song you come rushing to me dave's got a nice body weird that he wrote about me in that one super weird that he writes about pork and dave (laughs) 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 it did sound like i said porking Porking dave Dave. yeah (laughs) yeah that's a popular topic amongst many people when they write their songs is pork and old dave If we, have, if we haven't cut that, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I love this song. Yeah, this is this is a good one. Well, this is one of my faves for sure. It was co-written with Dan Wilson from Semisonic. Close in time. Did you know that? I did not know that until I was researching. Did we need to play a clip of Closing Time? Uh, can we not? I'll just sing it. Okay. It's closing time. Finish up your beers, everybody. It's time to get out of this bar. <laughs> I don't think those are the words. Yeah. That's, I don't think that's how it goes. It's about get, leave. have you had to leave. I know, but I don't think those it's are the... It's closing <laughs> time. Finish up your gin and tonics and call yourself a Uber. <laughs> no, that's definitely not it. Why? Because that song predates Ubers. I'm just kidding. I he, know. You know me all too You're well. You're a real joker. Well, good work, Dan. Dan wrote that with Mr. Matthew, and uh, it's, it's a nice song. It's a beautiful song. And um, again, with the bridge, 
I love it. And he pushes his vocals again in that like super cute way. I just love it. And it touches my heart. Yeah, that part is fantastic. I love it. And in the storyline that's going along this track listing, he's kind of found someone. He's opening up a little bit to love. You know, he was shut down and closed off. But now there's someone that is opening him up to the idea of love. When did he start dating his current partner? Do you know? Maybe it's about her. I think it is. They were married in 2016. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, so it's you come rushing at me, I forget my body. You know, he's he's falling in love. Well, you got, no, it's you come rushing at me, Dave's got a nice body. I'm not quite sure how that pertains to his new wife, but I mean, maybe we can ask him tonight. And how did he know I had a nice body in 2016? Because in 2016, I did have a nice body. I lost, I lost a lot of weight that yeah, year. Yeah, that was the summer of Dave, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that on another podcast too. Uh, let's move on. What's the next track called? Next track is Animal. Well, I used to get high and dance all around the house. Clean and rearranging while I'd let it all out. Those happy times I'd say to myself, This is it, don't stop. All will be well if you only never stop the clock. Can you read that to me again? Yeah. It says, well, I used to get high and dance all around the house, cleaning, rearranging while I'd let it all out. That to me sounds like he was doing meth. It does sound or, like he was doing meth. Or, or the coking. The coking? Yeah. Mm. The cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if he had a problem with that because you don't get high on the pot and then... Clean your house. Clean your house. Right. Yeah, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Matthew, what's up, buddy? You want to talk about anything? Let it all out, bud. Yeah. We're here. We're here he, for you. He also starts the song sounding a little bit like Bob Dylan Yeah, there. he does. I That's a good impression. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. I like the song. Again, along the saga, the storytelling saga. Okay. It sounds like he fucks up a little bit in this one. So he's talking about how that's what he used to do. He used to get high and clean his house and he was loving his single life. Then he realizes he needs to kind of like move on from there and you know he says i heard you calling but then he says but i heard it too late and now you're gone uh-huh. i know but he's saying but now you're all i want so he's calling her back and saying i need you to show me how to do this because i'm i'm really out of practice and i i don't know how to do this but what he also says that i love is i forgot that's what people do they pair off two by two until one of them turns blue i forgot that's what people do That's sad, too. It's nice. I think it's nice. One of them's going to end up being blue, though. But I think he means dead. Oh, that's even more sad. Well, that's what we're doing. That's like what people do. I think that's lovely. Oh, okay. Well, there is a beauty to that. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's until one of them, like, is sad. You mean, yeah, you think it means dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that there's a... A poignant, yeah, tragic romance to that. He forgot that's what people do. Yeah, that is nice. And now he wants he wants that. Wonderful. Yep. What's that next track called? You know who you are. You know, you know the feeling. It starts with just a little tingling. Something's not right. Something don't fit. 
Yeah, baby. You like this one? Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. I love it, too. Yeah, I like it when they pick it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish they picked it up a little bit more. Do you? Well, do they pick it up more on the records that I'm not so familiar with? Uh, it's a good mix. Yeah. I think that all their records are kind of a nice mix between... Half half. Yeah, like this one. They're all kind of like this. Yeah. I feel like this one's two-thirds mid-tempo and one-third sort of pick it up a bit. You think? Oh, maybe not, because Cold Asleep... Yeah. Yeah, it's and pretty, they even. Kind it's of pretty like, even. Some of the songs, too, are like slower and then pick up also mm-hmm. throughout the song. I mean, my favorite song on the record is Friend Hospital, and that's pretty downtrodden, mm-hmm. right? So, But yeah, this one's this one's fantastic. It's like, you know, mid-90s power pop indie greatness. But it's not mid-90s, it's 2016. I know what I'm saying is they, they, you know, obviously they came up on that kind of music. They were influenced by all the same, you know, these are older guys. I think he's, you know, he's 50 almost 50 when they put this record out. Yeah. So he's from that world. He's from that era. Right. right. You can tell that his roots are in that when I hear a song like this. That's what, that's what I meant. Like a power pop roots. Yeah, power pop, but it's got a it's got a mid-90s indie rock feel to me, that one, and very much so with um, New Bird, like the one that sounds like Super Chunk. Like this also could be a little Super Chunky, this track, I find. Mm-hmm. They must be fans. Yeah. I just think that they've evolved. 100%. Oh, I'm not saying they haven't. I'm just yeah. saying that when I hear a song like that, I, I'm... It sounds, it's got a nostalgic feel to me. Yeah. It seems like it's rooted in that world of music, mm-hmm. which it is. Yeah. They're the right age and they came of age during that time. You know? Yeah. That's a good one. It is a good one. I mean, the next song is called Gold Sounds, which is a pavement song. Yeah. Not to be confused with Gold Sounds with a Z. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously they're fans of that world of music. Did you want to listen to Gold Sounds? By pavement? Go back to your Gold Sounds and keep my... No, no, no. I meant we're going to play like a clip of the actual song. Oh, okay. That was beautiful. Move forward. But here's the clip. As you were. And then here's a clip of the gold sounds written by our boys, not a surf. pavement and by Natasir. Yeah, I like that one. It's uh, it's hypnotic. Yeah. And I always thought in my head, it's got like a little Krautrock thing happening. And I was justified because today when I was doing my internet searching, I found their press release for this album. And it says right in the bio, it mentions Krautrock when it's talking about that song. Let me find the quote. What on earth is Krautrock? Is it Wikipedia time? Yep. When you just want the facts. <laughs> Krautrock is a broad genre of experimental rock that developed in West Germany in the late 60s and 70s among artists who blended elements of psychedelic rock, electronic music, and avant-garde composition, among other sources. These artists moved away from the blues influences and song structure found in traditional Anglo-American rock music, instead utilizing hypnotic rhythms, tape music techniques, and early synthesizers. Prominent groups associated with the Krautrock label included Can, Faust, Kraut... Craftwork, <laughs> Cluster, Aj, 
Ashra Temple, Papul Vu. Okay, and then I don't know how to say. Keep Tangier. reading. <laughs> Come on. Papul Vu. Uh, I've never known how to say this name. Amon Amondul. I don't know how to say their name. I never have. Uh, Tangerine Dream and Harmonia. So you know what? Let's play a clip of Can to give you an example of Krell Rock. Okay. And then just getting back to what I mentioned about uh, not a service press release or bio for this record. Uh, it says right here that, where did it go? Oh, yeah, here it is. Gold Sound somehow manages to be equal parts kraut rock and folk rock. Hmm. Uh, yeah. It even mentions here Doug Gillard's crazy, psychedelic, backwards sounding guitar solo, which also really always stood out to me. It's really, really cool. Uh, and uh, Matthew Cause says this. He says, I still don't understand how he did that. It's like Zeppelin flutes played by a unicorn. So go back and listen to the clip I just played and check out those guitars in the background. That's Mr. Doug Gillard of Guided by Voices fame. He's a fantastic guitar player. It's a very, very cool song. Yeah, for sure. I like that one. Didn't you see... You saw... What year did you see? <laughs> I'm just going to keep asking half questions and hope that the you somehow is, figure out the answer. Yes, no, maybe. What year did you see Guided by Voices in New York City for New Year's? It was New Year's uh, like 2010 going into 2011. And Doug Gillard... Opened. Did you... Was Nat Ma- Surf not playing? No, no. A Doug Gillard band opened and Matthew came out and sang. Oh, that's what it was. I guess. But I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at set list for that show because I, again, didn't know it was Not A Surf at all. Right. Didn't even register. Like, oh, like I didn't care that he mm-hmm. came out. I'm like, oh, it's a guy from Not A Surf. But I, I you know. Didn't the, know who they were. Yeah. The guy from Three Doors Down could have come out. Hey. I'm not comparing. <laughs> I know. Here's a clip. Of what? <laughs> Three Doors Down? Yeah. No, thanks. Victory's yeah. Yours is next. Yeah, this is the last song on the record, and it's called Victory's Yours. Not the confrontational type, so you bet down with all your might. I really hope that you're having fun, because this is such a great waste of what surely could be great days. There. Yeah, another co-write with Dan Wilson from Semisonic, and that is great. That is a great one. Got a bit of a country rock sort of feel there at the opening, and mm-hmm. uh, those harmonies, and uh, that is just beautiful 70s-tinged power pop. Yeah. One of the best songs on the record. Such a good way to end it. Yeah, really, really good, really sunny, and I yeah, I love that one. I love it too. I really hope you folks at home are enjoying this, because I really like this record, and I'm probably going to play longer clips of the songs, or I've been playing longer clips of the songs, because we're only doing one record this week. Mm-hmm. And I find sometimes when I play short clips, it's not doing the songs justice. Right. We, we can't just have a podcast that plays 45 second long clips of songs. That might get a little boring. But I think this week I'm going to have to because you kind of need the context of these whole songs to really appreciate them. Yeah. Well, on this record, I think this record kind of got lost, you know, and I think that 
Um, I feel like all their records have been lost, though. You mean even just amongst not a surf fans? I or? think so. Oh, yeah? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. But I just think that more people need to listen to this one. And I know that at the beginning of our podcast, when we started recording and releasing episodes, we were getting comments like, this is starting to turn into a not a surf podcast, even though we hadn't really talked about a record in particular. But I think for so many episodes, we were talking about not a surf for yeah. some reason. And, yeah. and I don't know if that's because we went to Nashville and we talked about the show, plus we were buying a lot of Natasurf records that and then, weekend. And then and we did the Minor Alps record, right? which is Matthew Cause with Juliana Hatfield. Yeah. Our podcast is not a surf heavy, but we've never done one of their records. Right. This and is this, the first time we're doing a record. And I think this is the perfect one to have done, for sure. I think so, too. And it's not a surf day, so that's why we did a Natasurf record. Mm-hmm. And we're going to continue, actually, tonight when we get home from the show. Unfortunately, we have to travel to Toronto, but uh, when we get home, no matter how late it is, we're going to fire up the mics and we're going to give our review of the show. Now, the last time we did this, we were very, very, very inebriated. We were. So it might not be as entertaining. Right. But it might be a little more coherent. Yes. Mm-hmm. We may have things to say about the actual show. Yeah. Other than, it was so good. I oh think my we, God. Yeah, I think we had quite a bit to say last time. We were just like very uh, much uh, slurring our words. Yeah. And, had very expensive champagne. Yeah. Yes, that was very expensive champagne. That was silly. But yeah, we're going to shut it down right now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come back later tonight after the show. And uh, we're going to talk about how it went. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get the hell out of here. See you guys in a bit. It's 12.37 a.m. and we are back from Toronto and we attended the Not A Surf sh- The Not A Surf? The Not A Surf show. We I- sure did. I'm exhausted. I want to go to bed. Yeah, it's real late. It's real late. But we purposely did not discuss it on the ride home because mm-hmm. we, we wanted to save it for this. So what did you think of the show? I loved it. Yeah? It was, um, you described it as a, I mean, before we got there, you described it as um, a greatest hits and uh, you weren't wrong. Yeah, we had checked out the set list they've been From the night, the last couple of nights, yeah. Yeah. It was exactly that. It was a greatest hits kind of night and I loved it. I loved all of it. It was very, 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 very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had a fill-in bassist, as we mentioned, Daniel hurt himself. That fella, I can't remember his name, but uh, he pulled it off. He rocked. He was really good. He he was was fun to watch. Yeah. And I guess they didn't have their usual sound guy. He got stuck in the States, so they must have had they must have had the, the house guy at the horseshoe. So it was really good. I could have used some more guitar in the mix. I felt the guitar was a little lacking most of the night, but uh, it was really good. You know what I found interesting, and I also really liked it, is that that was a good mix of ages. Did you notice? In the crowd? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was like from early 20s all the way up yeah. to late 50s, I, yeah. I thought. There was like way more young people than I thought there would have been. Mm-hmm, you're right. And they all were freaking out and like knew the words and... Yeah, that was cool. I was surprised by how many people knew all of the songs. But I guess I think that's just not a surf. I think you don't just like a little bit. I think you like all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they've been around long enough that, you know, people have had time to discover them. And yeah, I was really impressed. It was nice to see such an eclectic mix of ages. Mm -hmm. Because you think a band like that, 25 years they've been around, you think that we're going to be the youngest people there or something, you know? Yeah. Or like it's just going to be a bunch of people 
yeah. that look like us. And but I would say that there was like what what well I call everybody below the age of thirty five a kid, but <laughs> there was a lot of kids there. It was, yeah, it was cool. A highlight for me was when they just sort of learned rushing on the spot. Yeah, Some, that was great. Someone in the audience uh, requested that, and they just were like, "Oh, what are the chorus to that?" And they just sort of slowly started playing it, and they did yep. they did like a chorus and a verse of it. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. That was cool. They played their set, and then they left. They came back for an encore, and then they left, and then just Matthew and Ira came back for an acoustic version of Blizzard of 77. Yeah, they didn't even sing to the mic. They just came out to the edge of the stage and yeah. just sang it out into the room with, with no amplification and uh, everyone sang along. Yeah, it was lovely. I loved it. I had goosebumps and I'm, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was really cool. They played See These Bones from yes. uh, Lucky, which I loved. It was great. And the, they said they played a couple bonus songs. So they, they did play two songs that differed from the set list we've been seeing. What were those two again? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, so Concrete Bed from... Yes. Uh, uh, the Wait is a Gift. And what was the other one? Oh, Happy Kid from Let Go. Cool. Yeah, those were ones that they had said, I guess, earlier in the day, I'm assuming. I don't know. They had requested from people that were going to be there. Yeah, and I knew every song at the show, as opposed to Nashville, where I knew maybe two. Yeah. I was uh, I was in the back there tapping my toe and shaking my little tush. <laughs> Good, I've recruited you. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really great. Another enjoyable, not a surf show. Yeah, it was just, it was fun to be out. It was fun to be at the Horseshoe again and to be watching live music in a room full of people. Mm-hmm. Not a surf once again, very impressive and, uh, you know. You've I'll got, see them every time they come by. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'll travel to see them again. It'd be great to go back to Nashville or something to see them. So. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we could go out with Electrocution. Oh, I love Electrocution. Because that's such a great song. This is a uh, not a surf, but a covers record called If I Had a Hi-Fi, correct? Mm-hmm. And this is a song called Electrocution, which is a song by, I have it here somewhere. Where did it go? Yeah, Electrocution is a song by a band called... A Man Called... A Man Called Bill Fox. But the cool thing is that Bill Fox was in a Cleveland rock band called The Mice. Doug Gillard was in that band, apparently, which I didn't know. Huh. I didn't know Doug Gillard was in a band called The Mice from Cleveland. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 cool. It kind of ties it all together here. And it's also just a great song, and I think people should hear it. The song's awesome. So we're going to go out with Electrocution by Not A Surf, and uh, we'll see you next episode. Bye. Mind, if I could find a little electrocution